Welcome to Body Peace Collective. If you are feeling tired and worn down from the constant pressure to shrink, grow, tone, manipulate, or alter your body in any way, then I am so glad you are here. I'm Erin Palmer. I'm an exercise scientist, fitness instructor, mother, and a total sucker for good food. And I created Body Peace Collective to be a place for you to come and gain perspective and learn powerful tools to help you establish a healthy, respectful relationship with your body so that you can put your valuable energy into things that truly matter. You don't have to waste a single minute more trying to make your body be what you think everyone else wants it to be. You can get started on your journey to body peace right now. Hey, you guys, welcome to episode number 14, Making Peace with a Changing Body. Today, we're going to talk about our ever-changing bodies and how we can make peace with them through every stage of our lives. You might be in your early 20s right now listening to this podcast and thinking, I have no idea what you're talking about, but just you wait. If you haven't reached a point where you have felt like you're a stranger in your own body, I promise you at some point in your life, you will. Hopefully, though, If you haven't already experienced something like that, you'll be more prepared to find peace in those moments. If you have experienced those feelings, those feelings of like, what is happening to me? Why is this changing? What's going on? Um, Today, we're going to be talking about a couple of tools, a couple of things to help you process through and work through those moments and come out stronger and better because of them. So I think let's just start with the obvious. You guys, bodies change. (laughs) They were never meant to stay the same. I want you to think just for a minute about the day that you were born. You probably can't remember it, but I'm sure that you've seen so many pictures. And in one year, from the day you were born until the day you celebrated your first birthday, you changed so much, right? Your body learned how to develop neurons and your muscles grew and you started, your bones started getting harder and your eyesight got better and your face changed and your hair maybe grew. And if you didn't have any, you changed so rapidly and you didn't stop changing. You were growing into new sizes every single year. Your parents probably even had a hard time keeping up with all the new shoes and the new clothes, right? And then you hit puberty and you grew some more and your skin changed and your chest size changed and your hair changed. Lots of things changed, right? And maybe during that change, you felt shame or maybe you felt proud. Either way, your body was introduced to change, more change. And maybe after puberty, you kind of stopped growing and things regulated a little bit, but somehow you locked into this idea that you were supposed to look 17 or 18 or 20 forever. And then maybe you went to college and gained some weight. Or maybe you got married and got pregnant and your body changed some more. Then you started nursing and it changed again. And then you stopped nursing and it changed again. And then you turned 30 and it changed again. And maybe it stabilized for a minute and then you got pregnant again, right? The point is, your body never stops changing for very long. So why do we expect it to stay the same? All the evidence that we have around us in the millions of bodies that we're surrounded by every day prove to us that our bodies are designed to continue changing. But what's interesting is we have a beauty industry that is packed full of ideas 
of how our skin should never have wrinkles. Our body shouldn't age, right? We should be able to stay youthful and glowing forever. So despite the evidence that we have all around us that bodies are consistently changing and aging, we still somehow, for some reason, lock into this idea that we're supposed to stay the same or we're supposed to stay a certain way. So many people I know have that pair of jeans or an outfit from their high school days, right? That they're just holding on to because for some reason that is their ideal weight. They were never supposed to change from that weight. But where did we get that idea? In fact, I think what's so incredible is that not only do we consistently change and do we have evidence that our bodies are consistently growing and changing, but even the systems, the individual systems within our body are made to adapt constantly. Did you know that your skin will regenerate itself approximately every 27 days? Completely regenerate itself. That's amazing. Your muscles are constantly adapting. They're constantly changing to your environment, depending on how much resistance and how much, um, basically the load, right? The load that you're giving them. Our lungs and our heart and our blood vessels are also constantly changing. We know that our brain is neuroplastic, meaning it's also adapting and changing all the time. Our body is this living journal of our lives and of our experiences And that is so beautiful. So once again, I want to ask, where did we get the idea that our bodies were meant to stay the same? When did we decide that our body was supposed to stop changing and that our role was to erase any evidence that it had? Now we have Botox and fillers. We enhance and we contour. We do body wraps and wear shapewear. We essentially try to reverse all evidence of our changing body even though we see the evidence of changing bodies all around us in natural, everyday living. I think it's important to bring up that our bodies can change due to aging, right, and just natural human life and progression, but our bodies can also change due to injury or illness, and that can be really, really hard to make peace with. I think whether your body is changing due to aging or due to injury or illness, First and foremost, we have to understand that our body is not good because of how you look or what you can do. Your body is good because you are good. And you are more than just a pile of flesh and bones. You are this beautiful composite of all of your thoughts and ideas and goals and dreams and your personality and all of these, your perspective, all of these things are who you are. And your body is just this instrument that allows you to express and to create and to contribute from your real self. And I think that that is the root of it all. I think sometimes when we think about making peace with our bodies, especially as they're changing, we, we think that if we lock into these ideas or lock into something about our body that we choose to love, that that's a way to kind of fight um, maybe disappointment or or even disgust with our bodies. However, that's actually a dangerous road to take only because that thing that we've chosen to love or to fixate on can change, right? It could be taken from us. Something as simple as, well, I'm grateful that my legs can walk from point A to point B. That's a really beautiful thing to be grateful for. 
But we also have to understand that, yeah, accidents happen, right? Illness occurs and you can't love your body just for that one thing. You have to see beyond that, right? You have to see that you are a human and you are good. Your body is good because you are good. I think that learning to make peace with our body as it changes can be really, really messy. It's it's a process of so many layers. It's not this direct point A to point B journey. The way that I like to describe it or think of it is it's kind of like this consistent, constant upward spiral. And you feel like you're going in circles a lot of the time. And a lot of the time you are, but you just have to trust that you're slowly moving upward through this spiral, um, that you're slowly making progress. And you'll notice, you'll be able to look back and you'll be able to see how far you've come, even if you don't feel it um, in the present consistent moments. So I want to actually talk to you and share a little bit about my journey of making peace with my body, because I think it kind of outlines some of the holes or the misconceptions that people think about when they think about making peace with their body. So I had a history of yo-yo dieting for so many years, and ultimately my body never did change regardless of the drastic diets that I that I put her through. Um, however, with each diet and with each attempt, I liked myself less and less. And I think people that knew me never would have known this about me. I think I, I came off as a very confident and friendly person, but so much of my personal worthiness in my mind was wrapped up in the size and shape of my body. I felt like if I could just get it together, right, then I would be worthy of the respect that people seemed to be giving me. And I was newly married and had come off of a terrible, terrible prescribed diet by a doctor. Um, and I, as a result of that, my body in, in, in preservation mode gained a lot of the weight back. And I was just in a really dark place in huge part because I did not like myself. And because I didn't like myself, I could not wrap my mind around the idea of my husband loving me for who I was. I He had given me no, no reason to believe otherwise, but it just seemed impossible to me to have someone see me and know me in such an intimate way and still love me. But like I said, it, it was because I couldn't love myself. And finally, once I realized the tension that that was creating in our relationship, I just decided I'm done. So 10 years ago, um, I discovered intuitive eating and I had heard of it before actually, but I just decided to start implementing some of the principles that I had learned about and was aware about, whereas aware of. And what happened to me was all of a sudden there was just this incredible relief that came into my life. Just this like huge sigh of relief, this huge weight came off my shoulders of like, I don't have to play that game anymore. And it felt amazing. I had been over-exercising, like I had said, and I had been restricting a lot. Um, I had cut out so many different food groups. I was measuring and counting and over-exercising, and I just cut back. I decided I would exercise three times a week um, just to keep my body moving. I loved moving, and so that was something that seemed um, doable and enjoyable to me. So 
I was exercising three days a week and trying to listen to my body and just eat and experience food in a new way. And it just so happened that when I started applying those principles of intuitive eating, for me, and this is not the experience for everyone, but for me, my body started to get smaller. My natural healthy weight when I took care of my body was lower than the weight that I had been as I had been dieting and restricting and over-exercising. And I really started falling in love with this intuitive eating idea because I thought, look at this. If everyone could just start intuitive eating, all of us would look good and feel good. And and I, I what happened was I misunderstood and I created intuitive eating to be a source of weight loss, but I didn't recognize that until many years later. So because of this newfound discovery of intuitive eating and feeling connected to my body, I started moving more and I decided that I wanted to teach fitness classes again. And this time it wasn't to lose weight. Originally I had started teaching fitness classes because I thought it was a great excuse to be able to lose weight and make money at the same time. (laughs) But this time I really was going into it because I wanted to motivate and encourage other women. I felt really strong and I felt so much freedom to live in and experience my body without shame. And I really felt like I had arrived. I had made it. Well, four years later, I had a baby and this baby, this sweet, sweet baby, her labor and delivery literally ripped my body apart. So she tore the ligaments that hold my, um, my two hips. Your hips are, are two bones that are joined in the front by some ligaments in your pubic bone. And then they attach on your, your sacrum or your tailbone. So the backside of your, um, of your pelvis, I guess you could say. And so this sweet baby, when I was delivering her, she tore these ligaments that held my, my hips together in the front of my body. And all of a sudden I could not move. It hurt so badly just to even walk. And of course, because I had been so active before, because I started being less active and was unable to be as active. I, my body, I had just delivered a baby. I was nursing. Um, it it started to change and it's, I started putting on weight and I didn't feel strong anymore because I wasn't, I wasn't able to exercise. I was barely able to walk a few times around the track without excruciating pain. And all of a sudden I just felt like my body had let me down. I, I felt so frustrated and so discouraged and I, I felt a lot of shame, especially because I had been preaching this idea of self-love and I realized that my self-love or my body acceptance was conditional and, and it took that injury to make that apparent to me. But I knew what it felt like to feel peace in my body. And I knew that it was worth fighting for. And so I had to relearn how to find peace in a body that no longer fit the standards of beauty and fitness that had been defined by society. I I had to learn how to navigate what that felt like to, to make peace with a body that would never be able to fit 
those standards ever again. And let me tell you what, it was hard. It was so hard. But I came out five years later, you guys, and I'm so grateful for that experience because, like I said, I worked through a lot of false beliefs that were actually holding me back from truly accepting my body and truly celebrating my body for what it was. Um, there is a happy ending to this story in that as I as I worked my way through exercising, I learned to focus on movement, what movement felt good to me, what movement helped me f- to feel strong. I learned to rest when I needed to rest. I learned how to really cue in um, to my body's my body's needs. And as a result of that, I became better and better at hearing her cues. And I learned to have empathy for people who started intuitive eating and didn't have the same experience that I did, whose bodies maybe changed and maybe got larger than, than they had originally hoped. But I think ultimately the lesson that really was driven home to me was what I said earlier, and that is that you are more than your body. I am more than my body. And regardless of my body's size or even physical abilities, I can find joy and in movement. I can find freedom in expression with my body. I can feel at peace. I can feel comfortable um, regardless of of how my body looks or functions or even feels at times. And that is such a powerful, powerful place to be. So there are three things that I think can help us as we seek to navigate through our body changes. Three principles that helped me while I navigated through mine. The first one is remember that bodies were never designed to stay the same. The fact that you are changing and aging, that can be looked at in two ways, right? You can look at it as I'm deteriorating and falling farther and farther from the standards of aging and beauty that are deemed acceptable, or you can see a changing body as evidence that you're living another day. You've had another day to live and breathe and experience life. You're one day older and wiser and more experienced, and thus you're more capable of giving back and providing empathy to those around you. I found that the first idea about being deteriorating and falling farther and farther from the standards of aging and beauty that are deemed acceptable, it doesn't help me to show up as the person that I want to be. So I choose to focus on the second. I choose to realize that a body that might be broken or a body that might not be as fast as she used to be allows me to empathize and connect with people that are older than me, right? Or different than me or have um, different physical ailments than I do. And connection is, is, I believe, one of the reasons we were sent here to this earth to connect with other people. And so this changing body allows us to do that if we'll look at it in that way, which is ironic too, because I think that a lot of times when we feel insecure and uncomfortable in our own bodies, we actually isolate. And I'm just having that thought as I'm talking through this podcast with you. So that's an interesting idea that I'd like to explore a little bit more. Um, But I do think that, isn't it beautiful that we can use uh, this ever-changing body as a way to connect 
um, with others. Number two, one thing that can help you navigate body changes is to practice resilience. So each time you find yourself comparing your current body to a past version of yourself, practice being in the current moment. Acknowledge that you can't go backwards and that in this moment, there isn't anything that you can actually do to make a change. So instead, you can focus on what your body has done to take care of you and keep you alive. Maybe you grew another human. Maybe your body is holding on to extra weight as a form of protection for years and years of yo-yo dieting. Whatever it is, center yourself in the current moment. Feel your breath and your heartbeat. Feel your body working for you in real time. And then be curious about what experiences and lessons your current body can provide for you right now. That's how you practice resilience, right? You accept what is in this current moment, and then you get curious about what experiences and what can come as a result of your current experience. All right, the last one, the last tip is move your body. And I don't just mean movement like walking or cycling or swimming. I mean, try something new. Try art, try dance, any kind of creative outlet. When you remember that your body is an instrument and not an ornament, then you can get involved in things that you care about and feel passionately about. And when you focus on creating those experiences, instead of having a body that you feel is worthy of creating those experiences, you are able to see that your body size and shape or age doesn't actually have to determine your life. I want you to know that it's okay to grieve your past body. It's okay to grieve a future that you might not have because of your current body. It's okay to feel all of those things. And it's important to give yourself permission to feel those things. And I think it's good to sit in those emotions for a little while. But there comes a time when grief keeps us from living right now. And so like I said, it's okay to feel those thought, those things. It's okay to mourn the body you used to have. But at some point, it's time to appreciate and to take ownership of the body that you have right now and to be resilient and to live and experience your body right now to its fullest capacity. Thank you so much for your time with me today. I hope that as you navigate your changing body and as you as you think about the things that you've believed about your body, that you'll take a minute to, to think about the things we talked about today. Right, to recognize where are these thoughts coming from that tell me my body shouldn't change? And are these thoughts serving me? How are they helping me show up in my life? Or how are they keeping me from showing up in my life? And then I want to invite you to practice the three principles that we talked about at the end of the podcast. Right, Practice being resilient. Practice moving your body, contributing, figuring out what you want to do with your body right now. And then remember that bodies were never designed to stay the same. I hope you have an awesome, awesome week and I'll be here next Tuesday. Okay. Bye.